welcome to the Mill Housing Nation podcast, where we bring you stories from real military spouses who've been in your shoes. From new spouses to veteran spouses, you'll get tips, tricks, and actionable steps to help you along your military life journey. Here's your host, Lindsay Litton. This episode is brought to you by Armed Forces Insurance. Armed Forces Insurance offers personal insurance options specifically designed for military families. To learn more, visit them online at AFI.org or give them a call at 1-800-313-1936. Well, we're bringing you a special episode of Millhousing Nation uh, this week in light of what is happening in current events. And one of the hottest topics that we're seeing going around the military spouse community right now, in addition to the travel bans, which we're going to have a whole episode episode on that. Um, But is homeschooling. Overnight, all public school, all private school, all charter school parents became homeschooling parents. And if you're like me, you're in a state of panic. I was not prepared for having my children home for an extended period of time. And in light of the most recent news, it's potential to extend for weeks. um, And we're not really sure when the kids are going to go back to school. So we felt like it was an appropriate time to not only introduce our new co-host, Miss Ashley, who is fabulous and amazing, but is also a homeschooling parent. So we felt like this was such a good episode for us to collaborate on. Ashley, tell us a little bit more about you, uh, your background, and uh, calm our nerves on this homeschooling stuff. I would love to. So hello, everyone. Like Lindsay said, my name is Ashley Peebles. Um, We're a military family, like probably most of the people that are listening here, Uh, but we're also a homeschool family. Now, our kids have not always been homeschooled. They actually went to six different schools in six years. So I know there are a lot of people on here that can relate to that. And then we decided that we wanted to move into our RV and travel around the country for a few years, which just ended up in the most incredible Thing that ever happened to us. It was such a blessed three years. But in order to do that, we needed a homeschool. So we pulled them out and we decided that we wanted to do that <clears throat> when they were in junior high, just because we wanted to be the loudest voices in their heads during junior high. You know, that's one of those times in life where you've got other voices creeping in. And I would rather my voice be the loudest than the other 13 year old, the other 14 year old. And it was wonderful. And we always thought as soon as we finished traveling around, the kids would go right back to school. But the truth is, it's really hard to trade like two and a half hours of school for eight hours plus homework. Like the kids were like, are you kidding me? Like, I've got to go that long. It's like they forgot immediately. So we live in Williamsburg, Virginia now. We're settled down here. It's our forever home. And we love it so much. We are big history nerds um, and we love everything about this area. So I I was really excited that this was the way that I was going to be introduced because I really do feel like I've got a handle on this. So I feel like I'm going to start out like knowing what I'm talking about. (laughs) So let, let me dive in and just right off the bat with the homeschool thing. Don't try to make it regular school. And I know that that sounds so duh to half the people. And then the other people are like, wait, what do you mean? And what I mean is let's be real. Um, all teachers are angels sent from above and they've got these halos that they wear all day and they have 20, 22, 25 children in a room. So for them to teach that many children, there's a lot of downtime for each individual child. 
And there's a lot of, of busy work. And I don't know another way to say that. There's a lot of things that we've got to have second and third graders doing so that that teacher can focus in and help another student. Well, when you're homeschooling, all of that goes away. So you're not going to have a full day's worth of work when it comes to that. Some days are going to be easy. Some days are going to be difficult, but it's never going to take from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. So let's let's stop immediately trying to make it look like regular school. And what we do, so we have junior high and I have a high schooler. So we treat it more like college. I will let you know that if you have younger kids, things are going to look a little bit different, whether they're the younger kids or whether they're older. With the younger kids, you can get away with so much. I think the thing that I hear from younger from the younger kid parents more than anything is I don't want to put them in front of a screen all day, which I totally get, right? Like we don't want that. But I do want to release a little bit of your parent guilt and let you know that it is going to be okay. Like it's going to be fine if they're in front of a screen for a portion of the day. It really is the world that we live in. So what you want to do is you want to control the controllables. So whether you've got the little kids, whether you've got the older ones, you want to make sure that you maintain control throughout the day. But in order for this to be a success, you're going to have to trick these children into thinking that they have more control. And that's really the trick of homeschooling in a nutshell. So what we do for our older kids is we make a list of everything that they need to complete each day. When they wake up in the morning, they know exactly what they have to complete. But we make two lists. We have a school list and we have a chores list. And really, it's just the things that I need them to do around the house. The school list never really changes. The chore list does. So what that means is when they wake up in the morning, they can wake up when they want. So whatever you guys feel about that. I have one child that wakes up really early and thrives in the morning. I have another one that if we wake her up too early, all of us are going to pay for it for the rest of the day. And there's zero reason for anybody to do that if you don't have to. So I want you to mold um, or I want you to kind of wave with whatever the person... Of course, my phone's on. I want you to kind of wave with whatever the personality of your kid is and don't have guilt if they sleep in a little bit more and they're more productive after that. So we have the list. I've got one that wakes up really early. He finishes in two and a half hours and he is done for the day. So he can do whatever it is that he wants after that. I've got one that sleeps in a little bit. She finishes her list. And then she's got free time. So what I want to highlight there is free time is free time. So if you limit it to one hour of screen time, know that every day they are going to suck every every second of the 60 minutes out of that one hour. So make sure that you know the personality of your child. And I've got two that is long. If I try to clamp them into a box, they will try to break out of it. So what I do is I make the list of their school. I make the list of the chores that I want done around the house. And whenever it's done, they get to do whatever they want the rest of the day, unless we have like pre-planned family activities. That makes it to where when my son goes upstairs to play PlayStation, he plays until he doesn't want to play anymore. And then he goes outside on his Ninja Warrior set or he gets his metal detector and he goes outside or they go ride a bike. But if I were saying you could only have this much screen time, he's going to take every minute of it. So make sure that you know your kids' personalities, because if you've got them like mine, you're going to want to give them a little bit of space mm-hmm. while you maintain that control. So hopefully that makes sense. I've got some other stuff, but let me stop there. Like Lindsay, did that make sense? Did it spark anything for you that I can dive in more on? Oh, it was so good. And, you know, um, 
something that you said, and, and it will always stay with me is I always wanted to be the loudest voice in my kids' heads. I think that is such a really great, um, profound thought. And when you apply it to our situation that we're currently in, I mean, I think it is kind of interesting to explore that as parents, as we're homeschooling and, um, getting a little creative with it. Um, so I love that. I love the idea of giving them the ability to do whatever they want, as long as the uh, things have been accomplished, because that's almost preparing them for adulthood. Um, and I think that that is a really great life strategy that you're implementing with your kids. And that was kind of my big aha. I was like, well, hmm, my children would sit in front of a TV for two and a half hours if they could, but they can't. And so it's almost like this taboo when they do get TV time because they're like, I never get it. And so they're all crazy about it. It's so crazy. And that's definitely how both of my kids are. So I think there are a lot more kids like that out there today than we really realize. And I think it's because we're all trying to be great parents, but we want, we don't want to mess them up, right? Like we're trying not to dork this whole thing up as parents. So we're trying to limit it because we know that's what's good for them. But in the end, what I really want to teach them is I want to teach them self-management because I'm not always going to be there. And I think what this does is it accomplishes a couple of things. One, it gets their schoolwork done first every day. But two, it gets all of the household chores and the things that I need done every day because that flexes. So if I need the second floor of the house vacuumed, and I need the laundry folded, that's on the list. And they don't get to do, they don't have their free time until after that's finished. But everything that we need to get done is finished. And then if they've got three hours and he wants to one day spend three hours, to, honestly, let, let's also bring this in. It's not written down, but it is a lot of our kids' social time today if they're teenagers. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is, being a military family, a lot of my son's best friends, all of my son's best friends live in another state. So he spends his time on PlayStation with these things on, but he's talking to all of his best friends. So you've got that in there. I also think back to when I was a teenager and I won't tell you the years that, that were, that, I mean, that was, <laughs> um, but I, I thought, what was I doing? Like I, we didn't have, like, I didn't play PlayStation. That wasn't me. I wasn't a Nintendo gal, but I would be on the phone. Yeah. Laying in my floor for hours and hours and hours. And it really is the exact same thing. Like he's talking for hours to his friends and I would lay on my back with my feet kicked up on the wall on my corded phone, talking to my friends. Uh -huh. So it really is the same thing. We just have to make sure that we're relating it kind of the same way. But if I can teach them self-management because I'm not always going to be there, I can teach them work ethic because that's going to pay them the rest of their lives. And I can teach them. Here's the other thing that I'll bring in on our next episode, because I know we're going to talk about this more time. It's how to find answers. I want them to be seekers of knowledge, and I want them to seek out the answers. And I think by laying it out this way, by trying not to make it so much, um, you know, like the corporate school system like we have right now, and we can teach them to find the answers. The truth is with Google these days, we need way less memorization and way more life skills. And I think that there is a Corona blessing in this. And that's what I just keep, I keep seeing Corona blessings everywhere. Mm -hmm. 
or COVID-19 blessings. I don't know what we're supposed to call it. I know. But I keep seeing these blessings everywhere. And I think one of them is the fact that we're going to be able to teach life skills to our kids because now we have time. When you get your kids home from school in the afternoon and they do their homework and you make dinner, where's the time to teach them all of these little things? And on Saturday, we're running to soccer or we're running to softball or running to all of these. Where's the time? And we've all, I mean, we all have to take the time to do these or we're going to raise a generation that doesn't know how to do the simplest things that doesn't know that they don't know how to self-manage that they, maybe they don't know the work ethic without you being right on top of them. So I think that there's a lot of blessings here. And I hope that all of us who have prayed for so long for time to slow down with our babies, because I don't know anyone who hasn't said, I can't believe, you know, my daughter's five, like time, please slow down. Like, I hope that everyone that said that prayer or uttered those words understands that this is such an answered prayer because it's slowed down enough for us to really be able to dive in and maybe do some of the things that we've never had time to focus on before. Well, I love that perspective. And I think you're right. I mean, it's such a blessing. Um, I've loved seeing the stories about what even less humor, uh, human interaction has been doing for our planet. Um, I was seeing a story this morning talking about how Venice, for the first time, they have dolphins and fish and they have swans in their water and the water is clean. And being a military spouse, obviously, I had the opportunity to visit Venice and it was beautiful. However, I did notice the amount of pollution. And so you're right. I mean, there's a lot of blessings and silver linings in all of this. And I think um, what a cool opportunity if all of us take this moving forward once we get over this. So, all right. Ooh, I got some sort of thing pinging me. Hang on. Let me turn the things off here. Um, Ashley, if somebody is considering homeschooling, a lot of schools are going to an e-learning program. I don't even know what that really means at this point. If, <laughs> if somebody is on the cusp and they're considering homeschooling. So I love your idea of getting the homeschooling done first. Where do you even start? to like teach them. Like I know I tried to have a science experiment, um, planting some plants and that lasted for two seconds before they were fighting over the seeds. And then I got irritated because there was dirt on my counter and I'm like, ah, okay. So walk us through, you know, kind of what does that beginning point look like in terms of the education? Where do you get your lesson plans? How do you go about figuring out what to teach them? Um, yeah. I know a lot of school districts are talking about this e-school thing. I don't even know. I, I'm assuming you have to log your kids into a computer. So yeah, talk to us about all the things. So right off the bat, it's going to depend on your kids' ages for most of the things that you're looking for. But I will tell you that the first thing that I would do is set up a designated space for them to do their work. The number one thing when you're talking about homeschooling is making sure that they're not doing their school on the couch and that they're not doing it in their bed. Now they could watch a zoom. Like my daughter has some online classes. So earlier today she watched the video in her bed, but as soon as it's time to actually do the work, she knows she's got to move to her desk. So you're going to, I think all of us know, especially those of us that work from home, like we work at our desk so much more effectively and efficiently than we do like from the couch. And we get distracted a lot less. So number one, for all of you brand new, uh, you know, never wanted to be, but now <laughs> homeschool parents, set yourself up 
for success by giving them a dedicated space. And it's okay if it's on the kitchen counter, but if your kids are different ages or if they're at the ages where they bicker, because Mm -hmm. you never know, like we're all going to go through those, then you're going to want to set them up in two separate spaces and you are going to spend more time going back and forth. But remember, we're trying to teach them self-management. So you don't want to be right over the top of them because their teacher is not over the top of them at school. They've got all of those kids to look for. So you don't have to stand right over the top and correct every misspelled word for these, you know, especially for the younger ones. Just bounce back and forth and then be careful because our children are so smart and they're so manipulative. So they are going to ask you questions that they would not ask their teachers. They would not raise their hand and do this. And they're also going to ask you things that they know you'll tell them. And it's just a shortcut for them not to have to look up the answers. So make sure... That if you're answering a question and you're giving them feedback, that it is not just a time saver for them and a time waster for you. That they're using you for your actual talents, your actual strengths in being a grown up that's already been through it. Because my son literally just last night we homeschooled for three years. He was like, Mom, here, if you'll just help me look up these questions for chemistry, it'll go so much faster. And I'm like, um, you see, here's the deal. That is just saving you time and it's teaching you nothing. And it's not any of my special skills that we're using. That's not going to happen. So be careful there. Now, when you go online, there are so many free resources. So tomorrow, like on our next podcast, the one that we're going to do, I've got an overview of what you really should focus on every week, Like just an overview for everyone. How many times a week you want to do math? How many times a week you want to read? All of those things. But as a quick like snapshot, there are so many online resources. So I would Google whatever the age of your kid is or the grade that your kids are and zone in there. We love faith-based learning. Mm-hmm. So we initially, when we first came out to start homeschooling, we did Sunlight. So S-O-N-L-I-G-H-T. So Sunlight Curriculum. And I loved that because it was so simple. I did not have to do any prep work, which was ACES because I was a brand new homeschool mom. And it took away all the busy work for the kids. Uh, I will tell you that if you have a child that struggles in math, the best math curriculum that I've ever found is called Math U. See, so math you see is incredible. My son came home from regular school behind in math and he breezed through two years of math curriculum in one year. It was incredible. And that is the video. So you've got a professor teaching it and then they're going to build it. So you've got your visual learners, auditory learning right there. You've got your kinesthetic learners by building it. Then they're going to do a worksheet and then they're going to teach it back to you. I love the way that that goes because when they can teach it back to you, you know that they know it and then they can take the test to prove their skills. So I I enjoy mastery based learning Mm -hmm. because I want to move as fast as they want to move, but I don't want to move faster than their little brains have caught it. So I would Google your age. I would dive in there. Obviously, like you could always reach out to me and Lindsay. Like we can totally help you if you're looking for something specific. And then definitely tune into the next one. And we'll just go over a really like high level overview of what to do each day and each week. Um, and I think that'll make people a lot more comfortable if they if they know they're not failing, if they don't do science every day. Because that really is the question that you just asked. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh, absolutely. And it was one of those things where I'm like, okay, how can I teach my kids, you know, growing plants? This seems science-based. Okay. And then I made them write a little journal day one. What do you notice? Nothing. Bob, this is boring. And I'm like, "Mm, all right. And so (laughs) I started off 
with great intentions, no follow through on my part. Um, however, Ashley is here to save the day and we highly encourage you to tune into our next episode where we're going to dive more into the nuts and bolts on what this means. So Ashley, thank you so much for sharing with us today. I mean, you're an amazing person. I'm so excited to have you co-host um, and really guide our listeners through some tangible, actionable steps that they can do to make not only their next PCS better, but life better especially in these trying times. So thank you so much, Ashley. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you for listening to the Mill Housing Nation podcast. To connect with Mill Housing Network, visit us online at milhousingnetwork.com.